0: You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Rumination Tuesday, July the 25th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And the hymn we're going to be listening to is, From God Can Nothing Move Me. He rescues me from sin and breaks the chains that bind me. I need death's fear behind me. There's I have within me. From God, Can Nothing Move Me, a wonderful hymn that was written by Ludwig Helmlich. It was a hymn born out of the tragic plague that struck Erfurt in 1563. Those who were able to flee the city, including the rector of the university and his wife, while their closest friend Ludwig Helmboldt, also a lecturer at the university, penned this text to strengthen them on their journey. He quoted Psalm 73, verse 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with you, you hold my right hand. In its first publication in 1563, the hymn carried a dedication to Regine Helmick, who also was the godmother of Helmboldt's oldest daughter. While many other hymnals make substantial use of Catherine Winkworth's 1863 translation, the LSB text which we're using originated with Gerald Horton, who translated the hymn for LWL in 1978. Stanza three, and five, and seven were so heavily altered in LSB. That they are truly new translations. So, Pastor Smith, are you familiar with this hymn? From God, yes. Can Nothing Move Me?
1: Yes, and I, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll just guess at how the uh, the tune goes, and I was right on this morning. It's the, the I, I had the right hymn, right uh, melody in my mind.
0: Excellent. It's so, a good without hymn. further ado, It is seven verses long. Let's go ahead with stanza one. Okay. From God can nothing move me. He will not step aside,
1: but gently will reprove me and be my constant guide. He stretches out his hand in evening and in morning, my life with grace adorning wherever I may stand.
0: Now, The reason I think that this hymn was chosen is that it fits very well with the gospel of Matthew chapter 13, where God in Jesus Christ indicates a parable about the treasure hidden in a field and that God, he buys it himself, buys that field, reminding us of when he went and got the sheep that was lost and brought it home
1: that's right yes uh yeah it's it's a well uh, he he's my my title for my sermon this sunday is you are the precious pearl for whom our lord jesus paid a tremendous price
0: yeah that's uh, also matthew 13 yeah. verse 45 and following.
1: There's like two but or three parables within that uh, within that Sunday uh, gospel.
0: Romans 8 is very good also yes. because he completes it with, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And yes, That's, that's really a- what this hymn is talking about.
1: That is a favorite uh, favorite passage for many, many Christians. They know that nothing not even not angels or anything, not death itself, nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Most comforting, even exactly. when, even when uh, you know we uh, people that we know in this life that we regard as trustworthy and sure, as it says, even when they have departed, uh, He will never depart from us.
0: That's right, reminding us of for God so loved the world, and the reason He loved it and showed it, is he gave his only begotten son to die for us. Right. All right, I'll read Sansa two. When those whom I regarded as trustworthy and sure have long from me departed, God's grace shall still endure. He rescues me from sin and breaks the chains that bind me. I leave death's fear behind me, his peace I have within. Now, that's very important. Why why is the peace within?
1: Well, of course, that's talking about the peace that surpasses all understanding. Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, we may lose peace in this world. We may be at, at bitter war. Uh, We may have uh, disagreements and and bitter strife with with our neighbors, but we still have the peace that surpasses all understanding. We still have our peace in Jesus Christ to know that our salvation is secure, that he has atoned for all of our sins, and that we will be with him forever in in his kingdom.
0: So even those who are friends of ours that we regarded as, as trustworthy and sure at times they depart from the church but god's grace shall still endure
1: that's what right what does that mean well he, he he even reaches out to those people through the gospel and through yes. uh and through christian friends he still he still reaches out to them remember when uh when uh, judas came to betray christ with a kiss in the garden of Gethsemane. Remember what Jesus said to him? Friend Yes, wherefore art thou come? What have you come to do? Friend but he he admonishes him as a friend, even then.
0: Excellent. Okay. Stanza three, please.
1: The Lord my life arranges who can his work destroy? In his good time, he changes all sorrow into joy. So let me then be still, my body, soul, and spirit, his tender care, inherit according to his will.
0: Now, that's really an important point made in this hymn, that our life is being arranged by God. What if it wasn't arranged by God?
1: Oh, I'll tell you! It was, if God wasn't in control, we would, uh, you know, <laughs> it'd be a mess. Life would be a mess. The whole universe would be a mess if if God with with took his uh, pro- providential hand from it.
0: That reminds us of the epistle again, Romans eight twenty eight. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good that's those right those who are called according to his purpose what does that mean
1: all things even death even death itself even the tragedies and calamities that befall us in this earth you know our home our home burns to the ground we lose we lose our employment and we're uh, you know we're destitute uh, we lose a loved one we lose uh, children to death we know even then all things Even death itself and destruction will work out for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So the important thing is to have the peace that surpasses all understanding in Christ Jesus. That is what's uh, primary.
0: When I read this, it helps me to understand that no matter what happens in my life, God is arranging it. Yeah. Yeah and arranging it means he's working all things to good. Now, that's sometimes right. Sometimes we don't recognize that.
1: Right. Yeah, we we don't always understand. You know, that's that's one uh, the question. Why has God permitted this to happen to me? We can't always answer that question. Sometimes you just have to say, I don't know. But I do know this, that all things will work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, for his elect, of course.
0: So we rely not on our experience, but we lie on, rely on the promises from God. Right. That's the essence of the Christian faith. That is right. So we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest anyone That's thinks right. he can boast about it. Yeah.
1: Clinging, Clinging tenaciously to his promises. And what's more... Even better news than that, God actually gives us the faith whereby we cling to his promises.
0: Yes. It's not something we concoct in our own minds. No. It's a gift from God, uh, particularly by the Holy Spirit. When does he normally give that? Well, already in baptism. Yes. And that's why we even baptize infants, because the promise is for them also. So... We have a different outlook on life than unbelievers do, which stanza four talks about, if you read that.
1: Okay. Each day at his good pleasure, God's gracious will is done. He sent his greatest treasure in Jesus Christ, his son. He every gift imparts the bread of earth and heaven are by his kindness given, praise
0: him with thankful hearts. See every day god's pleasure is at work in our life, and a lot of times we just don't recognize that because it appears that the things happening to us are not pleasant but and what was the most unpleasant thing to happen to Jesus?
1: Oh, I'm sure it was uh. Well, he was extremely sorrowful unto death already in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was of course, uh, uh, feeling the weight of the, the world, sin, world sin upon him. And, and I suppose, no, I suppose really on the cross where he yes. suffered the very pangs of hell for all of us. That was probably the, when his own heavenly father uh, forsook him on the cross. That was what hell was. That's probably the epitome of his suffering.
0: And yet, what do we call that day?
1: Good Friday. Yes. It was good for us.
0: Good for us. And it was good for Jesus. Right. Because he was obeying the will of the Father, even though, my God, my God, why have you left me alone? And that was to suffer for our sins. And when he says, it is finished, a lot of Christians don't recognize that. They think that they have to do something more in order to be saved, when all that is needed is trust in those promises that Jesus gave, even at the cross. What did he ask the Father? Father, forgive them for?
1: They know not what they do. Yes. Yeah, Tom, when he, when he says it is finished, that that also means that every single sin has been atoned for by him the last sin that we commit on our last dying day has already been atoned for by Jesus Christ and that goes for all people even those who finally reject him every sin has been uh has been paid for by Christ that that is really good news when we when we commit uh terrib- terrible errors and sins in our lives we know that they have already been paid for by Jesus on his cross it is finished there's not a thing we can add Uh, to make that any more complete.
0: What God does, he adds to us the faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So those who don't believe in him, they have the gift of the forgiveness of sins that are offered, but they reject it because they would prefer to pay for their sins themselves. That's right. That's sad. So, I'll read number five as our response. Praise God with acclamation and in his gifts rejoice. Each day finds it vocation, responding to his voice. Soon years on earth are past, but time we spend expressing the love of God brings blessing that will forever last so if you're talking to a child praise God with acclamation what does that word mean
1: oh I was afraid you were gonna ask me that I think acclamation would be like um, acclamation that would be um, acclaiming acclaiming his his promises Uh,
0: proclaiming as well yes yes that's that's well said proclaiming his promises and giving thanks to him because why we're rejoicing in what in his gifts yes what what are gifts that god gives to the christian oh
1: man i mean where do you begin i mean not just the gifts uh like uh Daily bread, which includes all the things that we need to to keep our body going, not just uh, daily bread, but uh, eternal life and salvation. Uh, the, the Holy Supper, His very body and blood, given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sin. Uh, wonderful Christian parents, brothers and sisters in Christ that help us and that uh, enhance our life.
0: I mean, where do, where do you begin? The text also talks about our vocation. That's yes. different than our vocation. What, what's yes. the difference?
1: Well, vocation is our calling in life. Whatever God has called us to do, uh, and, and, and whatever, whatever we do, whatever vocation we lead, it's, it's ultimately to serve him, and especially by sharing the gospel whenever we can.
0: So the vocation of parents would be to bring the children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The vocation of an employee would be to do the work that you're assigned to do faithfully. And so every person has more than one vocation. A person can be a father, a grandfather, a son, a grandson, an employee, and, and then whatever their profession is, like we're pastors. And yeah. so there's certain tasks and gifts we receive. What well, what's the greatest gift that you believe you receive as a pastor?
1: Oh, boy, the greatest gift that I receive as a pastor is, uh, is uh, being called to a congregation. Yep. Uh, and with, with that gift came also my wife and family uh one of the congregations that I was called to, I met my wife the first day I walked in right by the altar. And of course, uh he's given me a wonderful, wonderful Christian wife as a who's also a wonderful pastor's wife. And uh and through that I've been given wonderful children and grandchildren. So, you know, where can I, it's it's hard to it's hard to recall all the blessings he's given me.
0: But you are always responding to his voice, right? so even He's though calling. years on earth are past, the love of God brings blessing that will forever last because they continue in heaven.
1: yeah, that's right. the th- things that we do on this earth are finally passed when we uh, when we pass on, but whenever we share the gospel, whether it be with friends or our family, our grandkids, whatever the case, the time that we spend expressing the love of God brings blessing to that individual that will yes. forever last. I mean, that that is really true. You know, what you share, what you share with your kids and your grandkids will live on far after you've, after you yourself have passed on.
0: Yes. Now, a lot of people... They experience suffering, etc., and they think that this hymn is contradicting that. But what does stanza 6 say?
1: Let's see. Yet even though I suffer the world's unpleasantness, and though the days grow, t- grow rougher and bring me great distress, that day of bliss divine, which knows no end or measure, and Christ who is my pleasure forever, shall be mine.
0: What is that day of bliss?
1: That day of bliss divine, of course, uh, begins. It's our eternal life that begins when we're baptized, and uh, it continues throughout all eternity.
0: And particularly what day?
1: Well, could that be talking about the Lord's Supper? No. Okay. Okay.
0: Or, or when, or when Jesus, divine, when
1: Jesus t- takes us home,
0: Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yep.
1: Well, you don't think it's even before that, when uh, when He takes us home to be with Him in spirit. Um, that's true too. Wouldn't you agree?
0: It could include that, but the word "day" is in the singular. Yeah, and yeah. I guess I guess
1: you're right. It'd, it'd be the the last day when our bodies are raised and glorified, yes. and uh, we see our loved ones again in their bodies, their glorified bodies. Those that believe, and uh, we're welcomed, enter into the into the kingdom of the. We enter into the heavenly kingdom.
0: Right. Stanza seven really summarizes well the hymn. Go ahead. For thus the Father willed it, who
1: fashioned us from clay, and his own Son fulfilled it and brought eternal day. The Spirit now has come to us, true faith has given. He leads us home to heaven. Oh, praise the three in one. And, of course, that is a doxological verse. Uh, We stand to sing it. And... uh, and, of course, that has all three persons of the Godhead mentioned with their respective uh, their respective uh, p- purpose.
0: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I intend to use this hymn for a, a communion because it's a lengthy hymn. And, in fact, we have so many people communing that we often use two hymns during communion. Yes, yeah. Now, you yeah, mentioned... The church were- that Go you're ahead. preparing for your sermon. Where are you preaching this Sunday?
1: I'm preaching out at, uh, at a a beloved church, uh St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Wildwood, Missouri, out on uh out on Route 109. And I, and I've been asked to preach in the absence of the of the pastor. The pastor's uh taking a a break, and uh, so I've been asked to preach a couple Sundays out there. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, that's where you had been for a while too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes yeah. interim pastor, you excellent. Bet. So you know the people well. What do they have? Uh, communion every Sunday, don't they?
1: They have communion every Sunday, right? Pretty much, yes.
0: Is it just one service, or?
1: Yeah, one service at uh, nine o'clock, and follow, that's followed by followed by Bible class at ten thirty. Ten thirty, and
0: yeah. what's the address in case people want to hear you?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I know where it is. <laughs> but it's on Highway 109 near Chesterfield Airport. Uh yeah, it's it's uh it's south uh, southwest of there a little ways. It's out uh, not too far from Lafayette High School. Instead of going left and going south, you take a right and it's about 2 miles down the road from there.
0: That's a kind of a growing area, isn't it?
1: It is. There are some uh, new developments, new housing developments that are popping up. It's it's a pretty area. It's not too it's not too far from Babbler State Park.
0: Okay. All right. Well, people can hear you there. Uh, they can't hear me because they'd have to travel almost 200 miles. R- yeah. Well, round trip it'd be 300 miles. But well, it would uh, be anyway. worth it. <laughs> well, it all depends. In fact, they've called a pastor to this congregation and it's the 10th pastor they've called. The first nine said no. So they're really trusting in a hymn like this, from God can nothing move me. He will not step aside. I keep reminding them that, okay, they don't have a full-time pastor, but they still have a full-time savior.
1: That's right, good, that's that's wonderful.
0: He's found in the liturgy, in the readings, in the hymns, so I spend quite a bit of time in preparing each service uh, to deal with what we're talking about. And this hymn will be excellent. From God can nothing move me. And our prayer is that after people hear the sermon they will have a greater confidence in God's promises. That's the goal of every sermon. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Mark Smith, for helping us with the hymn, From God Can Nothing Move Me. It's seven verses long and filled with great theology. I'm Tom Baker, and you've been listening to myself and Pastor Mark Smith Join us next Tuesday when we take a look at the hymn for the following Sunday. Until then, God bless you.
1: Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check-out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll free 1 267 1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.